Good morning, fangirl. I think it's too early to be recording a podcast, but uh, good morning. Fine. Good morning. Our public deserves a new podcast, and we have one hot and fresh on the stove for them this morning, don't we? More like we're preparing it to put it on the stove. Okay, we're turning on the stove, we're beating the batter, we're making pancakes, and we're going to put some chocolate chips inside. Sound delicious? What if our audience is allergic to chocolate? If you're allergic to chocolate, please don't eat these audio pancakes that we're about to prepare for you. But I think it's going to be okay. All right, from that awkward intro, let's right. move on to the go. topic of the today. Arcade games. Specifically, yes. miniature arcade games. Tiny little rectangles. Why would we be talking about miniature arcade games? Um, because I have six of them. You're a fangirl of miniature arcade games? Yes. Yes, you are. What are uh, which? What do you have? And describe what what makes it a miniature arcade game? What's it look at? It's small. It's small. How it's how small? small? Uh, we're talking like a hmm. Audio audio is really hard to maybe six inches tall. Maybe six inches tall and like four inches wide. Four, three, four inches, inches wide. wide. Yeah. And what do they look like? Um. So they look like an arcade game thingy. So they have like a full-size arcade cabinet. A full-size that... arcade cabinet, but like tiny. Mm-hmm. We already explained the scale. Yeah. I'm bad at explaining things, so... And they have joysticks? They have joysticks. They have button thingies. It actually depends on which one it is. So I have Pac-Man, which is my only one that doesn't have... Super Nerd, give me a technical term for it, lights up. It doesn't have lights up? Yes. It, it doesn't. It doesn't light up. It doesn't have a backlight? It doesn't have an LED? Backlight. We'll go with backlight. Have a backlight? Um, okay. So, uh, Pac-Man is my only one that does not have a backlight. I think that's probably correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a piece of paper, kind of. So I don't use that one as much, mm-hmm. which is fine, because I have a Miss Pac-Man, which is basically the exact same thing. I've always thought Miss Pac-Man was better than Pac-Man. Why? Uh, I guess I don't know enough about them to know why I like it better, but I definitely like it better. Well, it's the sequel. Like, Pac-Man came out first, and then they're like, you know what this Pac-Man needs? A bow on the top of its head. Which annoys me, because it's just like... But it's very, it's very, uh, it's kind of feminist, though, because it's like Ms. Pac-Man, you know? It's like, Mm. we're not going to just call her little Miss Pac-Man. We're not going to call her, not going to marry her off to Pac-Man. Although it is weird that she's Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, that's odd. You know? I mean, why didn't they just call her Pac-Woman? Um, you know what kind of reminds me of? Kind of reminds me of how, like, with sports teams, like the <laughs> mascot, like, for our school, it's the Panthers. And that's, like, the default for the boys. But if it's a girls team, it's the Lady Panthers. You're right. It should be, like, what? they should. why not the Panthers and the Man Panthers, right? Yeah. Anyway. Or they call them the Pantherettes, the Pantherettes. or the Lady Panthers. Ooh, pac Paquette. What about Paquette? Ms. Paquette. Anyway, they put a big bow on her head, and in the drawings they gave her lady legs, and they're like, this is a better game. And it was, but not because of the bow. I think it was just better gameplay. I like it better because it's more detailed and you can actually see without mm-hmm. having a million lights on and a magnifying glass. That's very good. Um, so the video games I have are in order of how I got them. 
So first we have Pac-Man, then Frogger, then Miss Pac-Man, and then Cubert. And then we have Joust, and then we have Tetris. Tetris is my personal favorite because it seems like more intelligent than the others. I don't know why. It just requires more thinking. It's more of a puzzle game, right? It's more of a puzzle game. Put the pieces together. It's pretty cool. Now, Cubert was one that I never played as a kid. A couple of them I never played. I never played Cubert or Joust. I continue I, to not play Joust. I really don't like Joust. I find it very difficult. Joust is confusing. What, what's cool about Cubert is they came up with a way to make it like three dimensional. Yeah. Which Q-Bert I appreciate. Is cool. But also the controls were a little tricky for me. I find myself jumping off the back <laughs> of the of the blocks uh, quite often. So. Um, for our listeners who don't know what Cubert or Joust are, I assume most of you know what Cubert is, and I assume most of you do not know what Joust is. So Cubert is a game with little monsters that Cubert is trying to avoid, and there's a spinny thing, and there's cubes. Mm-hmm. Good explanations. Okay. I think I think it's I think it's funny that Cubert kind of swears when things don't go well. Yeah. At least it's all the little symbols like at sign exclamation point hashtag question mark you know. And uh, yeah. when he gets upset. So he's a little angry guy. But uh, I'd be angry, too, if yes. I kept jumping off of blocks and, and falling to my death. And so, being eaten by monsters. Yeah, it's a tough gig. It's it a is. tough gig to be a video guy. Um, now, the other one that I assume people do not know is Joust. One word. Two words. Nah, three words. Jousting Ostrich Knights. Three words. Yep, jousting ostrich knights. It, it is. New band name, I call it. It's true. Very, very good. Uh, now, interestingly, in the book Ready Player One, uh, which is, is a great book, highly recommend it. Um, it's about uh, a virtual world that's been created, and there's this contest where people have to um, solve puzzles in the virtual world to try to win a prize. It's sort of like Charlie and Chocolate Factory that way. Uh-huh. Um, but the the puzzles are all based on. Uh, 80s stuff, and some of it is like it, is video games that sort of thing. So in one of the puzzles, they actually have to like play Joust and Joust? beat uh, the computer at it in order to win a prize. Oh and my so gosh, I can't play Joust it's, normally. So it's super hard. So it's like the basically the most, Joust, yeah. you flippity flap your wings, mm-hmm. and you move around, and you try to hit other ostriches with your lance. It's a weird concept. And they lay eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if any of you know what it is, tell us. If you have any tips on how to be better know. at joust, tell us because we're terrible. We're just really, really bad at it. I'm pretty darn good at the other ones. My high score just got reset on Frogger, and it made me sad. Well, you just have to win it again. Yeah, but I'm bored of Frogger now because I've spent so much time playing Tetris, and it's like I can't go back to the to the unintelligent ones now. Okay, yeah, well. I'm looking at you, Jack. Avoiding traffic is a very important life skill, though. So Frogger is good for that. More important than, uh, you know, Tetris is an important life skill because that helps with things like uh, spatial reasoning. And, like, if you're moving and you've got to pack your moving van, uh, Tetris comes in really happy, handy for that. Happy for that. I'm very happy for that. Um, <laughs> avoiding traffic through Frogger, very important. Um, avoiding ghosts while running in heels, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, I suppose that's that's an important skill. Uh, How to pilot an ostrich. Ostrich wrangling. Yeah, I don't know that's that good. Yeah. Um, So, uh, sad story from my childhood about uh, arcade games. Oh, this is going to be really sad. All of your sad stories are really sad. We would go to Pizza Hut. 
uh, for dinner and Pizza Hut would have off in the corner a couple arcade games just sitting there for you to play and we would order our pizza and then we'd be waiting and I'd ask mom and dad if I could go play the arcade games and they'd say sure but they wouldn't give me any money so I would just go over to where the arcade games were sitting and they would always have like a demo playing on a loop where it would show you how the game works and so as the demo was playing I would move the knob and hit the buttons as if I were playing but I never actually played that's Less sad than your other ones, yeah. but still really... It's still pretty sad. Your childhood makes me really sad. Now, another, I got one more uh, video game story. This one's happier, I guess. Um, so, in middle school, I went to a summer basketball camp at Bradley University. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in uh, a room just outside of the practice hall, uh, outside of the courts, there was um, there were a couple of video games, a couple of arcade games set up there. One of them was Mortal Kombat. Oh, Which Mortal Kombat. That's pretty, actually like a really fun game. It was pretty new at that point. And I can't for imagine a Mortal brief, Kombat being new. A brief shining moment for like a day, there was some glitch going on with that game where you could play for free. And oh, so it was like this huge line at the Mortal amazing. Kombat cabinet. And people were playing it. Of course, I was terrible at it because I'd never played it before and it was crazy. But anyway, it was uh, it was great. And then, like, the next day, we all went back after practice to play again. And they had to pay money and we were all disappointed. But it was cool. So sometimes you luck out. I guess both of my stories center around the fact that I never pay for video games. <laughs> so, so I guess maybe maybe I should just get some quarters and just go play some arcade games, like, and actually pay for them. <laughs> Like I have the power to play the games. I, I don't just have to bought wait for these them. online. Yeah, but the the fun a fun thing about these is that when you turn them on, they make the noise of a coin dropping in. Mm. So maybe, Dad, that gives you the illusion of maybe. Another thing I've thought about doing is uh, taking a Raspberry Pi and making my own arcade cabinet, like where I could put that all sorts of games on. That would actually be really it. cool. That would be kind of cool. Can we do that? If we do that, if we, we will, do that, we will make a podcast, make a podcast about, about it. About it. We will make For an sure. arcade games part two. Go back and listen to the first one to hear what this harebrained thing is about. Absolutely. This is the birth of an idea. The birth of an idea. And when I got all these Why spare computer parts laying around. And... Raspberry Pi as in the computer thingy-majigger? Yes, not not, not a pie not that you a eat. Pie. A Raspberry Pi is a small uh, hobby computer that you can use to make all sorts of stuff. We have a dog named Rhubarb. That's true. That was a random thought. We would not make a computer out of her. Oh my gosh, that's sad. Why would you say that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so those are my um, my video arcade game stories. Do you have any arcade game stories or any other thoughts that you want to share um, on this particular? I do actually okay. have some. Yes. So what? there's this thing called the Tetris effect. When you play Tetris for too long, mm. you start to see the blocks whenever you close your eyes and you try to place them. Oh, wow. Or you try to do it in real life. Like you... Like, you start making things Tetris puzzles in real life. This has happened to like, you? Yes, this happens to me. When I, So I... Mm. This is not the greatest habit, but every night before I go to bed, I listen to a podcast about history while I play Tetris until I get tired and fall asleep. Yeah. So every night when I go to bed, like, turn off my lights and everything, I will start to see Tetris blocks in my eyes. Wow. Are they dropping? Kind of, sometimes. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But another problem with being addicted to Tetris for me 
is I can't play any of my old ones again because I'm like, this isn't Tetris, so it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So I guess, Dad, my high scores are up for grabs on all the other ones. You yeah. actually have the high score on Joust because you took the time to figure it out, and I'm just like, ostrich, no! <laughs> but I have the high score. <laughs> you, Cocky McCockerson, yeah. uh, decided a couple nights, or was it last week? I don't remember. He decided that... He could beat my high score on Tetris. Mm. He's like, yeah, I can totally beat your high score. Kiss it goodbye, whatever. And uh, he realized that my high score is a lot higher than he thought. Well, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that you laid down every night and played Tetris until you fell asleep and then dreamed about it. So I thought it would be a little easier to knock off the high score. But uh, no, mm-hmm. it is a, it's actually a very high score. So well Pretty done. short story short. He didn't beat it. I didn't beat it. I guess I'll just be the Joust King. And that is not a title to be proud I am of. the Lord of Knights Riding Ostriches. I Bow the, before me. I think I have the Cuber High Score, the Miss Pac-Man High Score, Frogger High Score, and I think... Pac-Man? I don't know who has Pac-Man. I, don't I think know. it might be you. Could be. We'll see. Well... That'll be good activity for the rest of the day. Anything else to say? Are we signing off? Yes. All right. Goodbye, adoring public. Have a wonderful time and play some video games, would you? Adoring public, in air quotes. Adios.